1: Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley.
2: Welcome to Episode 430 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Athley, your host. I'm a physician retired from practice. Our topic today is United Healthcare Resources for Family Caregivers Caring for Aging or Disabled Family Members. Now, the U.S. National Alliance for Caregiving reports that as, a, that as many as 66 million Americans serve as family caregivers for an ill or disabled relative. This corresponds to 29% of the U.S. adult population, and it involves 31% of all U.S. households. Now, the National Alliance for Caregiving actually calls these Americans family caregivers. But for our discussion, we'll call them caregivers. But they're all the same people, facing the same issues and the same challenges. All of which and more is why our topic... United Healthcare Resources for Family Caregivers Caring for Aging or Disabled Family Members is so important for the community of caregivers. Now, to discuss it, our guests are Kirk Pion and Dr. Vidya Raman Tanjela. Now, Kirk is Vice President of Design and Development for the United Healthcare Innovation Centers of Excellence an innovation lab that creates new health programs for the company's major business segments. He's responsible for the center's innovation pipeline and pilot portfolio, with efforts focused on improving healthcare affordability, consumer engagement, nutrition, wearable health and caregiving. He has 25 years of experience in innovation, healthcare, and business consulting. And prior to United Healthcare, he spent 15 years with a regional health plan in various product development and marketing roles. He helped significantly grow that regional health plan's membership in consumer directed health plans. He holds a bachelor's degree in political science from McAulester College and a master of health administration from the University of Michigan. Now, Dr. Vidya heads UnitedHealthcare's Innovation Center of Excellence. She and her team design, develop, and scale breakthrough innovations that help address Unmet health needs with cutting edge concepts and technology, including mobile applications and integrated health and wellness programs. She's a clinician, a physician by training. She has 20 years of healthcare experience. Prior to joining United Healthcare, she held a senior management position. At Johnson & Johnson, the the big pharmaceutical organization, where she led the design of integrated and tailored health and wellness solutions for employers and health plans. She's presented at the Employer Healthcare Congress, the Unleashing Innovation Summit, the Healthcare Business Women's Association Conference, and the International Consumer Electronics Show, among many others. She holds bachelor's degrees in medicine and surgery from Osmania University in Hyderabad, India, and she earned a master's of health administration from Cornell University in New York. Now, Welcome to the show, um, Kirk and Vidya. And what we're going to do is ask your questions. And what we're also going to do is to bring out the story of all the work that you're doing. So, first off, Kirk, please tell us about United Healthcare and your role with the company.
3: Thanks, Gordon. And I I'm, I'm um, appreciate being on the show today.
2: You know, United Healthcare is
3: one of the, the businesses of United Health Group, which is a Fortune 50 health and well-being company. It offers um, a wide variety of benefit programs, you know, for a, um, a wide array of customers that we have, including individuals and employers, military service members, retirees and their families, Medicare and Medicaid beneficiaries. You know, the the main focus is really to to help people live healthier lives, um, so that we can simplify the health healthcare experience and, um, meet consumer and health and wellness needs. You know, as you kind of mentioned earlier, I, I lead this, um, team within, uh, the Innovation Center of Excellence that really kind of looks at, um, piloting new ideas and really kind of testing out, um, different ways that we can actually help our members and, um, And really kind of think about sort of what's the best role that United can play within different um, different spaces like caregiving
2: right now Dr. Fidya, please tell us more about your career as a physician and your work as head of United Healthcare's innovation center of excellence Dr. Fidhia
4: certainly no and thank you um, also from my behalf for the opportunity Yes, I mean, I used to be a physician at one point, and um, I think what that experience allowed me to do is to also work on several population health-oriented initiatives. So, in addition to being a clinician practicing in an office, also work on very large population health initiatives, which really opened my eyes to, you know, the need to influence and help hundreds of people and perhaps even thousands of people at a time and so I actually decided to go back to school and that's how I ended up at Cornell um, got another degree to round off some skills and um, as I look back the last 15 years or so I've been in this um, what I would consider white space innovation um, a domain which essentially is you know uncharted territory that allows us to create innovative solutions in order to solve problems um, Kirk is a part of my team, and at United Healthcare, um, I lead the team that essentially develops innovative and forward looking solutions for ongoing problems, unmet needs, new opportunities and we do that using um, a variety of techniques and disciplines, if you will, first and right. foremost is what we call human centered design. this is the art and science of living somebody else's life and empathizing with them, their situation, needs and opportunities as they see them. So let's say we want to solve something for the physician community or, you know, you know, a group of diabetics. Human-centered design actually takes us directly into the homes and offices of those individuals and helps us understand how they view those circumstances, their problems, and so on. And what it does for us as United Healthcare is bring those rich insights from those perspectives and allow us to create very meaningful solutions. So we use human-centered design routinely. Second, um, the work that Kirk leads, which allows us to experiment. So... We understand that um, not everything is known, and we are here to try to discover that unknown uh, component, and we want to take chances and create unique offerings. So we like to experiment with them, so we have an experimentation function. And certainly when things seem to work when th- um, and they hold promise, we want to be able to scale them. So, we have a team that's also dedicated towards scaling successful innovation. So, um, it's a very diverse team, and um, literally, we're focused on innovation, driving innovation to um, help solve problems and help the organization grow.
2: Right. Now, Kirk, back to you. United Healthcare recently unveiled the Solutions for Caregivers program. Please just tell us more about what was actually announced in relation to that new program, Kirk.
3: I'd be I'd be happy to, Gordon. You know, we're really excited about the launch of Solutions for Caregivers. Um, essentially, it's a program for large employers that provides end-to-end resources for people who are caring for elderly family members. And really what it includes is um, a, a suite of in-person, telephonic, and online resources designed to help these caregivers address specific illnesses and challenges they face. It also has an online store with discounted products and services that can help caregivers save time and money, as well as effectively provide assistance to their loved ones. And then finally, it's got um, um, a place to help family members connect with with each other and with other healthcare professionals like doctors and, and professional caregivers. Um, and then allows them to share calendars. They can actually share tasks with. Um, you know, their brothers and sisters to say, you know, gee, could you take mom grocery shopping um, today, um, as well as some secure messaging features as well. Um, it's available to to um, any large employer with a self-funded health plan.
2: Right. Now, Dr. Vidya, please tell us why innovation is such a big area of focus at United Healthcare. Why, Dr. Vidya?
4: Yep, sure. Um, I mean, you're right. So, we at United Healthcare and United Health Group, for that matter, have an extensively large um, footprint around innovation, you know, within this organization. And innovation is one of our core values. It's embedded into our culture. So, every single employee and not just dedicated innovation teams are expected to play a role in making this organization innovative on a daily basis. Um, so what we 're able to do is take on many different forms of innovation, right So the sustained innovation, which helps us grow um, incrementally all the way to breakthrough game changing innovations. The reason it's a big area of focus for us is because we believe that innovation enables and drives our organization to adapt to the constantly changing environment. And we are constantly looking and monitoring changes, not just within healthcare, but also outside of healthcare. And, um, and when we look at it from multiple different perspectives, we are able to take on an opportunity or a problem and develop truly multifaceted solutions, because the world's changed dramatically uh, from what it was 10, 20 years ago, and we don't want to come at a problem just from one angle. We want to look at it through multiple perspectives. So having that focus on innovation um, gets us there. The other thing that innovation also allows us to do is to bring to bear very unique partnerships with small companies, large organizations, you know, entities interested in solving the same problem, come together and say, you know what, let's be in this together, let's band together and solve some of these problems. So, so we do believe that there are so many ongoing needs in healthcare um, and that innovation is, is, is what is going to get us you know, closer and closer to solving some of those needs.
2: Very exciting prospect, isn't it, for both of you? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> that's the future. <laughs> now, What we're going to do now is part of our future, which is we're going to take the break. I always make the joke, this is where we have to pay the rent. So forgive me for that, but this is what we need to do. So this is Dr. Gordon Hetherley, my guest, our cook pion and dr vidya raman tangela you're listening to family caregivers unite on voice america's health and wellness and variety channels cjmp 90.1 fm community radio and sharingtheburden.ca please stay with us we're coming back and listen to
5: CIO Talk Radio with Joe Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business.
0: Do you love to travel? Now, that's a silly question, isn't it? Who doesn't love to travel? Join Lindsay T. Boyd, a.k.a. the Dreamweaver, for Travel Time. A professional travel agent, Lindsay will spotlight the world of Travel from maps and other travel tools to make your trips easier, to your rights as a passenger, to different aspects of travel, such as sports, faith, or experiential vacations. Travel Time with Lindsay T. Boyd, Dreamweaver, airs live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
5: Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England.
1: You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite. I'm Kirk Pion and Dr. Vidya Raman Our topic is United Healthcare Resources for Family Caregivers Caring for Aging or Disabled Family Members. Now, in this segment, let's talk about the issues and challenges experienced by caregivers caring for aging or disabled family members in America. So, Dr. Vidya, please, please tell us about the current state of caregiving in America. Dr. Vidya?
4: Yes, yeah, sure. um, certainly. And, you know, like you were saying at the outset, it, it is becoming um, a very big need, a big um uh, you know, problem, I guess, for those of us that are looking to solve the problem to focus on. Um, you know, we, we, the number of um, people needing care is only growing and is expected to grow in the coming years. Um, today there are, you know, like you said, over 40 million caregivers, um, you know, across the United States. And over 80% of caregiving is for an adult over 50 years. And over 80% of caregiving is actually by family members, friends, or neighbors, and you call them family caregivers. So it it is um, an extensive need. Uh, When we went out into the field and started to talk to some of these individuals, we also learned that, you know, over 50% of the caregivers say that their own health and well-being has gotten worse during their journey around caregiving. And about one-third of them um, think of either reducing their hours, working hours dramatically, or even quitting their jobs. And that costs, um, you know, the economy about $33 billion in terms of productivity. So, you know, quite some staggering numbers. Despite all of that, the one thing that we do here from caregivers, from family caregivers, is that it's an extremely rewarding experience in their life, probably the most rewarding experience. We also um, understand that this caregiving journey is a very unique and personal experience, and uh, what happens with one individual is very different from what happens to um, to a neighbor. And so most people are on that journey just once or twice in their lifetime. Um, Today, most caregivers, they provide care for individuals dealing with chronic physical conditions like like, uh, diabetes, heart disease, and so on, and certainly also for cognitive and physical decline. Um, Most pressing needs are around safety of that individual that is being cared for, medications, meal, transportation, um, a social life and financial security and so on. This is what caregivers are worried about and they try to help out with. Um, caregivers have told us repeatedly that you know, they want us to understand them. They want us to relate to that situation and help solve for them. So what I would say about the current situation is it's big, it is very complex, and it takes a lot of listening and deep understanding for those of us that are looking to solve that particular problem.
2: Right. Over to you Kirk. Please say more about these pressing issues that um, Dr Vidya has just been describing and when I say issues I'm including challenges for family caregivers when they're doing as Dr Vidya was saying providing care for aging or disabled family members when their own health, that is the family caregiver's health, may, may be being impacted. Kirk?
3: Yes, um, Gordon, and I think the, you know, I can even speak from experience on this too because my own mother, um, was in a situation like this and, and our, our family had to kind of think about it, um, and how we can actually care for her. I think, you know, it starts with basically, you know, families are often thrust into a, a caregiving role in a time of crisis. I mean, it happens usually with the loss of a spouse. It happens when there's a serious medical event, you know, when when a family member's been hospitalized. Or, you know, just the realization that, you know, you come home one day and your parents no longer able to take care of themselves, even with the help, if, even if their spouse is, is there with them. You know, it happened to me um, and my sisters when our father was admitted to a nursing home. Our mother had to live on her own. You know, none of us lived nearby and none of us knew actually where to go to seek help. I mean, I think that that is one of the most, um, you know, it's one of the most disarming kind of experiences that you can have when you just don't know where to turn. Um, you spend a great deal of time looking for advice and, and looking for services to help your parent live independently, you know, and it's often at um, considerable cost. You know, our research has shown that caregivers spend probably about an average of $5,500 out of pocket every year to help an elderly family member. You know, it's, it's some of the things that... Um, you know, Vidya mentioned, you know, things like meals, um, things like travel, home care, professional caregiving. All of those things are, you know, huge aspects of, of sort of what is required. And, you know, just those things alone represent probably almost half of of, of the out-of-pocket costs that you spend um, with respect to caregiving. You know, a lot of the other is related to medical care. Um, but as you can imagine, when you're trying to think through all of that, all of that creates an incredible strain on a, on a caregiver. You know you spend a lot of great a lot of time um, trying to think it through. it creates a lot of stress um, when you're really trying to think about how to best um, you know support your mom, support your dad. Um, sometimes you don't even know um, how well they're doing because you live far away, and so you're dependent on trying to help other people um, you know understand the issues, but also then hearing from them with respect to um, what's going on. So a lot of it, you know, you're not actually able to see firsthand. Um, so it's incredibly frustrating. Um, and it plays out at work, you know, as video was saying how, um, you know, an employer basically, you know, has a lot of issues with workforce productivity, you know, from the employee perspective, you know, they're thinking about this at work. Um, they're having to like, you know, deal with some of these issues. So, and they're often not even mentioning it to their employer, you know, they're just kind of basically um, trying to suffer silently um, and trying to deal with it, even though they know um, um, it's, uh, it's impacting sort of what they're doing. Kirk, I'm going to
2: interrupt. It's what I call the tyranny of time, Kirk. I'm going to interrupt you because I want to just bring Dr. Vidya in on this question, but you will get another chance later on to say more. But thanks. That was very, very important what you've just been saying. So Dr. Vidya, please tell us how and how well the most pressing issues and challenges facing caregivers, caring for aging or Disabled family members are actually now being met in America. Dr. Vidya?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think if I look at the current state, um, I would say there's plenty of opportunity for us to um, organize ourselves well around meeting this need. I mean, there are several what I would call point solutions. So Kirk actually laid out a whole story for you, and there are many elements on that story. But what these point solutions do is essentially meet one of those needs. They don't address everything from um, end to end. The other thing that um, is probably also happening is that these solutions are made to fit all, um, and we have an opportunity to deeply personalize them. So what we decided to do at United Healthcare is, first of all, you know, using that human-centered design technique that I described initially, we went out into the field and we said, you know what, let's go talk to these family caregivers, let's spend time with them, let's understand the problems from their perspective. And based on what we learned, we created our solution, and this by no means is perfect. So I will, it was an experiment, it was our first step um, towards solving this very large and complicated um, uh, matter. But that said, we wanted to take a more holistic view towards that solution. So the first and foremost thing that we did was personalize everything. What the situation that Kirk went through with his father is very different from what I went through with my mother-in-law about a year and a half ago, but there are some common elements. So how do we truly give an individual, first of all, how do we seek somebody like Kirk, somebody like me, somebody who's providing care, and understand their unique situation so that we can personalize everything from that point on? So we started there. Then we went on to say, okay, now that we somewhat understand the situation, let's go ahead and provide information, provide resources and guidance that are very unique to that particular situation, to that individual who's receiving and providing care. Then we also uh, procured several products and services that caregivers commonly need, typically need, and we went ahead and did um, the shopping for them and sort of took away guesswork out of that equation because, like Kirk was saying, a lot of people don't even know where to begin, where to go get the products and services. So we removed all of those barriers and we procured those products and services under one umbrella and, again, tailored it towards the need. And last but not the least, we said, you know what, Um, you know, Kirk used the term, they suffer in silence. So how do we make sure that these individuals are not suffering in silence? How do we make sure that they're part of an ecosystem, that they have a support network? So we brought in connectivity elements that will help this caregiver now um, share information, plan um, calendars, plan uh, tasks to be completed with others that are also part of that ecosystem and and sort of also share information about that individual that they're receiving care. So what I would say to you is that I think there are many of us, and it will take many of us to solve this problem. This is not a one organization sort of a solution, but I think there are many of us that are trying to solve it and solve it the right way.
2: Right. Now back to you, Kirk. Please tell us more why, in your opinion and experience, United Healthcare Solutions for Caregivers program is needed now in America. Kirk? You know, Gordon, it starts
3: with the, um, the fact that if you look at in the marketplace um, today, that caregiving, you know, for lack of a better term, it's, it, it remains a cottage industry. Um, there aren't a lot of you know um, nationwide companies that sort of have emerged to deliver these services. A lot of it is, is delivered, you know, in the in the in the local marketplace. You know what what makes us kind of unique is is that you know we can bring a per, um, a very different perspective because um, you know first of all our we've got about seventeen percent of our members we estimate are family caregivers and we often. Um, you know, hear from them, not necessarily, you know, about their problems, but, uh, they're often calling on behalf of some of our, uh, Medicare eligible members when they need help. And so we often hear a lot of their concerns, um, from that. So we get a very unique, um, perspective, I think, in, in some understanding some of those challenges and needs. Um, and since basically caregiving often results in, you know, increased stress, like I was talking about earlier, um, and, and decreased health, you know, what we're really kind of committed to is trying to find a solution that will help these individuals lead healthier, healthier lives. We have the resources, as video was kind of laying out a little earlier, um, and a lot of the experience to act as kind of an aggregator of information and um, an aggregator of products and services that today can only be assembled through just a lot of diligent and focused research by, by a caregiver.
2: Right. Now, at that point, we're going to go to the break. But I just want to say back to you both, you are expressing uh, a way of reaching out into a community that lives with challenges, are affected by the challenges, sometimes positively, feeling that they're doing something rewarding in an emotional way, but also something that may may be injurious to their health and what you're also saying is this is a time of need and so with that message so to speak ringing in our ears i'm going to take the break but we're going to come back to say more about how this is all done so we're going to take the break now. This is Dr. Gordon-Athony and my guests are Kirk Pion and Dr. Vidya Ramantangela. You're listening to Family Cake Unite on the Voice America's health and wellness variety channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio and SharingTheBurden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back.
1: Museum Life can be heard live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
5: Families today face unique challenges. Marriage, parenting, and family forms have changed a lot in the last century.
1: Need someone. Oh. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Kirk Vion and Dr. Vidya Ramantanjela. Our topic is United Healthcare Resources for Family Caregivers Caring for Aging or Disabled Family Members. So now let's talk about the ways in which the needs of American caregivers caring for aging or disabled family members are being successfully met. By United Healthcare Solutions for Caregivers and about any gaps the caregivers may be experiencing, mm-hmm. their feedback, and what is being learned by United Healthcare. So, starting with you this time, Kirk, please tell us about the ways in which United Healthcare Solutions for Caregivers are successfully meeting the needs of caregivers. Kirk?
3: Thanks, Gordon. You know, as Vidya kind of mentioned earlier, you know, this is uh, a pilot, and so, you know, this is all about learning. And I think, you know, what we've been able to um, gather from just kind of the the experience we've had over the last couple of years with um, offering this um, to several large employers is, is that, you know, employees really do value kind of the information that we're kind of providing on the website. You know, I think, you know, we've seen um, that a really high percentage do convert to a registered user. You know, they spend, um, you know, on average somewhere around like uh, 20 to 30 minutes um, reviewing the, the information that we provide. So we know that they're definitely kind of seeing the value and they're definitely hungering for the information that we're, trying to um convey to them. You know, I think the other piece that they really appreciate is having that um ability if they want it to access a um somebody by telephone. Um that you know what we hear from our um caregiving case managers is is that you know that people really appreciate that ability to kind of talk to someone um who who has some experience in um these types of issues and helping them think through what the the challenges and might that challenges are, but also what ways that they can actually kind of overcome them. And I think the other thing that um, this is also allowing us to do is get a better, even more in-depth insights into what um, um, our caregivers need. Um, the idea is that, you know, we're, we're learning more about the types of conditions that they're um, dealing with, um, a lot of the things around cognitive and physical decline, heart disease, diabetes. You know, we're learning a lot more in terms of sort of the, the, the Predominant issues that they that they face, as well as um, some of the challenges. So we know that medication management's a real big challenge, and that that's something that they are looking to us to sort of help them solve. And some of the solutions that we offer on the site actually are are designed to kind of deal with those. So we're learning a lot more about those um, um, those problems, and and learning that people are basically appreciative that you know the types of things that we're making available to them. Um, I can actually kind of solve their need.
2: Great. Now, Dr. Video, please tell us about any gaps you're seeing in United Healthcare solutions for for caregivers. That is gaps for meeting the needs of caregivers. Doctor Video?
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, so so I mean I think gaps are bound to be there because like, you know, both Kirk and I were have uh, are articulating this is a it was a pilot at least when it started. Now it's on its way to being set up to be uh much more robust and um, and and a full-fledged offering if you will. But, you know, let let me call it a wish list. Let me think about okay, what are some <laughs> things that I wish we could have had? The first and foremost thing that comes to my mind is more ways to find more caregivers. Um the one thing um less little known fact about family caregivers is that they don't call themselves or label themselves as family caregivers. That's terminology that we are using to describe that certain population. But um I don't think when Kirk was going through what he went through with his father He never called himself a caregiver. I didn't hear that from my husband when he was going through everything with his mother. So we don't identify and call ourselves a family caregiver. So the challenge for um, organizations like ours or anybody else that is looking to help this um, population is how do we reach them? How do we know who they are? Uh, By what name should we call them? And what are some channels to get to them? So I wish we could find more of um, these such individuals that need the help. And I wish that um, we can get the word out there about the existence of such a resource. And so I think those would definitely top my wish list. Combined with I think, as we are um, going we went through the pilot, we started to see you know which components sort of resonated with this population, and there were some elements that you know um, the people were still in need of and, and I think those speak more to better and greater use of um, technology that brings about connectivity so for instance, people want connectivity also with their physicians, they want to bring the physician into the fold so those are some of the things that I um, you know again. We viewed it as an experiment and we wanted to go out um, into the market with some basic, um, you know, offerings, but we could have, um, you know, looked at these as well, and I think in time we, we certainly will do that. The one last thing I would say is, you know, partnerships, right? So, we brought in a whole host of partners to help us even launch and develop and launch this first version of the solution. Um, you know, it's endless. We can bring in more partners, more meaningful products and services. So those would be some of the things that I would um, think about.
2: Right. Now, back to Kirk. Please tell us about the feedback you're getting from caregivers, family caregivers, who are members of United Healthcare's Solutions for Caregivers program. In other words, what are they saying to you? or, or for that matter, to Vidya or to the company about the solutions that you're providing. Kirk?
3: No, Gordon, I think, you know, what we've kind of heard um, um, from members has been is, number one, they're just – They're really appreciative that we're even, you know, trying to sort of help them with these problems. Um, I think that, you know, as we were talking about earlier, a lot of them just didn't even know where to turn. And just knowing that there is something out there where they can start and really start to think through things, that's really been one of the things that we've heard from them that has been – um, really positive is, is that they, they're, they're just happy that somebody is trying to help them think through these problems. You know, I think they're, the information that they're getting is also something that they really enjoy, um, you know, in the sense that it's, it's, it's really um, concise. And that's what we've heard is, is that it's easy to understand. And it's not just about the actual um, you know, issues that their parents are facing, um, but it's, it's also about, you know, how to be a better um, caregiver, um, what other things that they should be thinking about, um, and how do they plan ahead, and giving them that type of information has been really, um, I believe, welcome, and they like the fact that we're able to basically um, push them content that um, they've kind of told us when we asked them a few questions up front. Um, about what's important to them, we push that content first. So we're actually customizing that website um, based on their needs. And that is something that they, they value a lot.
2: Right. So, Vidya, please tell us about what is being learned by United Healthcare during the creation and launch and now the getting up to speed of the Solutions for Caregivers program. What are you yeah. learning?
4: Certainly. I mean, in keeping keeping in line with what Kirk was just talking about, um, you know, here are a few other learnings. Um, You know, we, um, no matter who we are on the problem-solving side, we cannot pretend to know a caregiver's unique needs without talking to them, listening to them, and understanding it. Um, Therefore, one-size-fits-all sort of an approach is not going to work. And I think empathy, um, listening becomes very critical in starting in, in, to help these caregivers because that's how you build trust, you build a relationship. Um, secondly, I would say that the more personalized the guidance that we can provide, as we were speaking earlier, you know, the the more valuable and relevant it would be for that um, caregiver. So, it, again, goes back to understanding the situation and understanding the problem and trying to help them um, along those lines. The, um, the other thing that we're learning also is that, you know, so we brought together a finite set of products and services to help these caregivers. But, uh, well, what do you know? I mean, they, there are more that people are in need of. And so we will be striving and looking to bring in um, those much needed additional products and services as we grow this offering to become much bigger. Partnerships are critical. Um, We are extremely happy that we took the partnership route to even launch the first version. And as we look to scale and expand, you know, additional partnerships, perhaps, you know, different forms of partnerships will, will play a huge role in trying to meet the needs of these caregivers. Last but not the least, we also learned that it takes a village. It takes a village for those of us that are trying to create the solution, but it also takes a village for that caregiver to do a good job of providing care for, those, for the individuals that they care about. And so how do we uh, acknowledge that it takes a village? How do we bring about that connectivity, that support system within that caregiving ecosystem so that the caregiver really feels like they're doing a great job?
2: Now, it, both of you basically said this, that Family caregiver, or for that matter, caregiver, isn't a word that those those people those 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 family caregivers those caregivers use for themselves. Now, this is a question for you. It's a big question, and we've only a short time. But, Dr. Vidya, do you think there's any point in trying to encourage physicians, nurses, and others who provide care to see the family caregiver as a member of what? we in Canada call, the circle of care. What do you think?
4: Absolutely. I think it is a huge need. And in fact, one of the things that we are looking at is how do we um, partner with physicians? How do we even look at points of discharge that take place in a hospital to um, now start engaging with the caregiver? So, you know, in our Medicare population, one in five of our senior members have a caregiver that they have identified, and they tell us that so-and-so is providing care for me, and those individuals routinely interact with us. But our goal is now how do we bring that, you know, make that ratio even better. We want to be able to identify all of the caregivers. So to your point, absolutely, anybody within the healthcare ecosystem that we can partner with to identify and bring these caregivers into the fold would be um, a
2: a huge deal. (laughs) Quick comment back. Thank you. Both of you for that, and um, let's do it. But that's another story. Now, once again, it's time to take the break. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Kirk Pion and Dr. Vidya Raman Tangela. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on Voice America's Health and Wellness and Variety channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and SharingTheBurden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back.
5: and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working For You with Arvind Vora, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus. Creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18.
1: Rachel Carson, in the sea around us, said, All at last, return to the sea. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at my dot Now back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite. And Kirk Pion and Dr. Vidya Ramantangela. Our topic is United Healthcare Resources for Family Caregivers Caring for Aging or Disabled Family Members. Now, both of you, let's talk about moving forward with United Healthcare. So, Kirk, first for you, where is United Healthcare headed with solutions for caregivers? Kirk?
3: You know, I think there's a number of things that we're thinking about with respect to this program, Gordon. You know, first of all, you know, it's making it available to a, a wider audience. You know, and that's, that's one of the reasons why we, we came out with the announcement that we did a couple of weeks ago is, is that we want to try to get this out to as many people as we can. And so that's, um, something that, you know, we see as, as really important since we've been able to kind of show that it does have some, uh, real viability, I think, um, in helping people with these issues. The second thing I think is, is that, you know, we really do want to try to make sure that we're getting, um, new content to them, more information that, you know, we're learning about with respect to caregiving. You know, we're constantly looking at new products and services that we can offer them. Um, We hear from the um, case managers who often talk to caregivers about things that they found helpful. So, we try to incorporate that into the the approach as well. Um, So, I think a lot of it's going to be around just making sure that we can keep um, the information and the services um, that we offer to them very meaningful and relevant to this population.
2: Right, Dr. Vidya, what this is a question to you personally. What attracted you to United Healthcare, and what makes you want it to move forward, Dr. Vidya? Um, so,
4: what attracted me to well, I mean. I don't believe there's an organization like United Healthcare, honestly. I think uh, the investment that we make um, towards innovation and innovating and our mission, which is helping people healthier lives, I mean, uh, what can be more powerful than using innovation to drive that mission? So, given my background and my aspirations is as just the perfect place for me to be. Um so I think that's what I would say uh, personally as as uh, you know where I am with United Healthcare and United Health Group. I think in terms of moving the solution itself um forward, you know Kirk talked about a couple of things. You know we have an opportunity to also for instance um like we said identify more and more caregivers. And I, what I would also add to that is how do we identify them early on? So we, up until now, have been talking about helping caregivers when there is a need. But how do we move further upstream and start to help them even before the need has actually come up? So much like we plan many other things in our, in our lives, and we know they're going to happen, how do we help individuals acknowledge that this too will happen, anticipate it, plan and prepare for that so you know we have tremendous opportunity to move further upstream and make it an almost seamless transition for those individuals that are going to be in this um, in this journey there are um, you know other models in other countries and cultures uh, as we all know where you know i mean i come from a country and a culture where people do want to age in place and our statistics here in the us show that in another few years, 90% of seniors want to age in place. So that when, you know, when there are countries and cultures that are sort of catering to those sort of situations, what can we learn from them? What can we understand about you know, how things work that we can bring into our solutions and the way we are trying to solve this problem? So I think that, that would also enable us to move forward um, in a meaningful manner. And last but not the least, let's not forget caring for the caregiver. So we are talking about helping the caregiver take care of a loved one, but we also know that their own health and well-being suffers. So what we also want to do in the process of moving forward is be there for the caregiver for their own health and well-being, help them take care of themselves, um, you know, health, wellness, productivity, and and um, and so on, and and we will do that through um, many different
2: ways. Right. Now, Kirk. What other United Healthcare programs, I'm talking about the company as a whole now, might be relevant for caregivers caring for aging or disabled family members or for seniors generally. Kirk? You know, Gordon, I think Vidya's last comment about
3: caring for caregivers is kind of really appropriate for, you know, kind of when, when we think about this question. You know, I think, you know, we're we're constantly trying to think about how do we leverage, you know, new developments in technology. Um, and other types of services in terms of how to make things more, you know, make healthcare services more simple um, and easy to use. You know, and to that, um, uh, to that end, you know, we're we've been, um, you know, now covering virtual visits. I think is one of the things that I would say has been um, an area that you know really does kind of try to address the the accessibility and affordability issue with respect to um, trying to take care of yourself is is that giving you that easier access to consult um, doctors, um, you know, at, you know, 27, uh, or I'm sorry, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, is one of the things that, um, you know, we're really kind of really excited about. And I think is really kind of relevant from a caregiving perspective. You know, we're often trying to make, you know, our own Healthcare um, um, insurance coverage more easily accessed through um, new apps like Health for Me, um, where basically they can go um, download the app and, and basically get lots of um, real time information about their benefits around the the cost of services, right. um, you know, and also get easier access to kind of find a doctor or pharmacy that they're looking
2: for. Right now, Dr. Video this is the last question, and it comes from this that sometimes it's said that. Family caregivers, caregivers are hesitant or reluctant to ask for help. So, my question to you is this please tell us why it, it is okay for caregivers to ask for help and why United Healthcare has the right people that the caregivers should ask. Dr. Fidia?
4: Yeah, I mean, I would say that um, if we haven't been there already, it's a situation we're all going to be in, and it's okay to ask for help. Um, I look at it, Gordon, no different from any other life stage change, right? So we talk of lifestyle changes like quitting smoking, losing weight, and uh, eating right, and we seek help. We seek help quite readily to do that. This is a life stage change, much like um, having a baby, bringing a new baby into the family. This is at the other end of the spectrum. And I know from my own personal experiences with both pregnancy as well as caregiving when I asked for help is when I felt like I was doing something right. It was very validating. It was also good to know that there are people like me out there and that there are resources that can in fact help us. And we all know, if not from experience, from, you know, anecdotally, that it will be a rewarding journey and we can make it that much more rewarding by bringing others along and seeking that help um, early on. So, you know, bottom line is, As human beings, as individuals, consumers, patients, caregivers, we don't know what we don't know, but there is somebody that knows it, and so let's go ahead and seek and ask for that help. Um, So, that's what I would say.
2: Very good. Now, unfortunately, sadly, we've come to the end of this, this important episode, and so first to Dr. Vidya and to Kirk, I want to say thank you for sharing with us these insights, this these explanations, this sense of the present and the future um, that you have been talking about and that you're working in. And I wish you success, and I also wish United Healthcare success because I have a little bit of an impression that what you're also doing, although you've not claimed you're doing it yet, is actually changing the way the focus of some important parts of the healthcare system. So, on all of those counts, Thank you for the good work and um, keep it up, if I may put it that way. Now, thank you to our listeners. And for comments or to ask our guests questions, listeners... Here's the email address to use, docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Family Caregivers Unite is all one word. That'll come through to me, and I'll pass your questions on to the guests. Now, to everyone, please join us for our next episode, Adoption Beyond Infancy. So let's talk again then at that time.